either pay for parking or walk about a mile which is hard doing that because fuck paying for parking no I hear you it's <laughs> well, then we just found out that I think they're setting us so we can permanently work from home but they're getting rid of the downtown Detroit office and moving into Troy yeah which turns my if if I were to have to go into the office would turn my 35 to 45 minute drive into like an hour and a half drive yeah no but that doesn't look like you're going to have to do that. You're good to go. You're going to have like a little fucking office here in the Rex Manor. Yeah, I get to be, I get to just continue to be lazy and wake up two minutes before my shift starts. That's <laughs> so fucking cool. My alarm, seriously, my my alarm goes off at 8.35 and then it goes off again at 8.45. And I usually get out of bed at 8.55 and turn my computer on at 9. <laughs> Living the dream, man. So... How about you, dude? Uh, me, not much to say. I just go to the beach a lot and uh, doing the cat dad thing. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. You know, the same shit, man. It's been a long time, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's just watching VHS tapes, listening to tunes, and fucking hanging out with my friends and drinking beer and shit. There's, you know, uh, the obvious is happening, so there's no shows or wings games to go to or anything like that so i just kind of make the best of it i guess oh yeah um but man this is really cool man i've fucking waiting for this day for quite a while um uh, i don't know if a break was needed or not i guess that's up to the people that listen to us to decide but well once everything started going down yeah it was kind of time to it's kind of safer to just not be hanging at each other's houses for a minute yeah no, I hear you. Yeah. Even now, this table, I think, is probably six feet, close to six feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, this is cool, man. Uh, I'm fucking really stoked about doing this again. And I've gotten some new tapes. Um, there's no uh, tape swaps or, like, thrift stores or flea markets open at the, right now. I think there's an outdoor one in Romulus, that outdoor. Is that dirt. still open? I think it's open. I think they're doing that. Uh, you can always find some good shit there. Yeah, I, f I found some real good shit there, and I thought about hitting it up here soon. Um, I was just doing the Feebay and the Amazon. Finding the cheap tapes, I'm not paying full price. I'm not paying pandemic prices. I haven't bought tapes in forever, but I do scroll, still scroll through because I'm part of like all the groups. I'll always window shop, And man. fucking <laughs> someone posted, I want to say it was the Misfits group, it was the Prowler Big Box and Deadly Spawn Big Box. $200 a piece. Now, I seen... And the, they sold. That's fucked. I, I didn't seen, know they were that high. Yeah, no. That, it, it, let's just get on that for a minute. I, brought, I bought the Prowler Big Box for like 40 You did. And I was there when I you got, got it. I got the Deadly Spawn Big Box for like 30 Yeah. That's how, you, that's how we do it, man. I was going to say, I seen the Prowler Big Box on, I think it was eBay for like 110 which is usually standard for that movie, no matter what form. For the what, most part, yeah. Even a slip goes for like a hundo. We locked out on mine. That was all you're doing, but 
Mine was like what forty five or fifty or something. Yeah, and you got actually that's one of the rare. It's ones a fucking rare one. It's big box art on a slip case. It's fucking weird. It, I've looked it up. There's, no one knows where it came from, but it's a legit release, and it's I'm happy with it. So, but you know, mm-hmm. I've been looking at these tapes now, man, because <clears throat> I'm still really fucking into tape collecting. I still love VHS so fucking much. It's like since this whole fucking weird thing started with this, you know, pandemic and stuff. I've actually been doing the streaming thing more just to so I'm not watching the same tapes over and over again. I got the Tubi thing going on, the Netflix, the fucking Hulu, the all that shit. Shutter. I'm a lazy piece of shit, so I've been doing the streaming thing a lot lately too. Well, yeah, I get it, but I just I don't feel like going up putting in a disc or putting in a fucking tape. Like just if I'm just going to like lounge on the couch all day, just whatever. Yeah. Especially if I'm downstairs, all my tapes and shit are upstairs. I don't want to keep doing that. Yeah, you got a different situation than me. I'm, I'm lazy. One Fuck bedroom off. apartment, dude. All my shit's like <laughs> right there, but it's like weird. So like, I I'll go on a streaming site like Tubi and watch something cool like fucking you know, absurd or fucking Pledge Night, a movie I don't own. Yeah, and I'm stoked because I can watch it. But then I throw in a VHS I've seen a hundred times, and just the look of it just brings me back to, like, why I love VHS. Why I take the fucking meaningless time out to prowl for the tapes, pay for the tapes, hunt for the tapes. I, it's, I love it, man. It'll never... It's always going to be that way. I actually found a cool fucking tape head cleaner, unopened, on Amazon for five bucks. Or Anne did. Someone did. And, uh, yeah, Anne did. Um, it wasn't me. I was actually talking about getting one. But I cleaned both my VCRs to make sure that they're in tip-top shape because I plan on keeping my tapes in my fucking tape players, like, as long as I can, you know. So oh, yeah. that's about it, man. I, I, I acquired a couple new tapes. I'm stoked about that. Um, you've gotten some new records and tapes within the last three, four months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got, like, yeah, I got a small stack of records. Over the past couple months. Yeah, you've gotten some new fucking tunage. Yeah. Fucking, uh, wanted to get, so, old Detroit band is around anymore. Random Acts of Terror. Um, Sangreal Records. AXE. Yeah, AXE. Um, put out their 7-inch, which was recorded back in 03. Never got released. I don't know if they, I can't remember actually if they did put it out or if, um, why am I blanking on his name? The old bass player put it out. But either way. They're carrying it, so I wanted to get it. So I ordered that, which is a banger fucking release. I love that band. I miss that band. I want to check it out, yeah. Um, and then, so it made make it worth my while. I could have just drove. They lived seriously like an hour away from me. I could have drove and just picked it up and hung out with Alejandro and Mark, but... Right. Again, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> to make shipping worth it, I also got a demo tape from this band called Chain from New York. Uh, which I sp- I played that for you when you first got here. I dug it. It was cool. Yeah. Has like a some of the riffs were kind of like early Maiden, yeah. Kind of new kind of like street rock new album. Yeah. Uh, kind of decent tape. I was I was pretty happy with that. And then I also picked up the uh, Nightmare City LP, which is uh, I can't remember if it's members or member of um, Antichrist from Sweden. Yeah, thrash band from Sweden. And that album's fucking pissed. Pretty cool. You played some of that too, yeah. And I was digging on that, and I love Antichrist, dude. I'm stoked I got to see them live at least once because they're they're kind of one of the better ones in that 
you know that was an awesome show man. modern thrash and shit man those guys fucking nail it for sure homeboy shredding on a telecaster i couldn't believe it with chuck taylor's on i'm like what the fuck are we doing here it was great though man like i still have a scar on my shin that i'll probably be buried with you've seen it you've heard you've seen you know uh <laughs> well it was a, it was a good show yeah that was i think shit fucker played that too didn't they yep yeah, that was my first and only time seeing them, and I hope I get to see them again because they were fucking phenomenal. And for, for anybody who hasn't heard the new shit fucker, Sex mm. with Dead Body, yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, it's really good, dude. I got to hear it twice. If you were offended by the cover artwork of their last album, good. Um, yeah, good. <laughs> but also, you'll probably be offended just in a different way mm-hmm. with this album. Oh, a, a much different <laughs> way, and maybe even more. Um, hopefully less offended in some cases definitely more um shout out to dick man he goes he goes 100 percent uh the volume's at 11 at all times when it comes to his art and i can't not appreciate that i fucking a dick rules man all those guys rule man it's just a fucking it makes me happy to be from detroit that dudes just don't fucking turn down for anything they just go that's what they do that's what we that's what the fuck it is man absolutely that's killer dude and that that the album's great dude and i wouldn't expect anything less from those guys no actually yeah i guess i i would agree with you on that I, it's like i want to say at first glance i was surprised and then i'm like no i'm not <laughs> it's fucking shit fucker man god it, it, the fucking bullshit over their old, uh, the old shit, the fucking that was it. That that was a hundred percent a, a offend people with a knee jerk reaction. But if anybody knew anything about those dudes, you would have laughed it off because not a. If you don't know the I, band, yeah. if you know the band, you see why it's funny. If you don't know the band, okay, you're you're thinking they're Nazis. But if you know the band, you're gonna be like, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah, we have a fucking good laugh about it here you just read some comments like you guys are so fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) oh but yeah uh you know and and i'm forgetting that it's been a while since we've done an episode but yeah there's a new shit fucker record out i can't remember if i know i I have it last time where where did we leave off i don't know but dude there's a new shit fucker record it's amazing uh slasher dave He's been yeah. He put out the out fucking the shit, ca- uh, Cannibal Gods. Oh shit, that did yeah. We didn't do an episode since that got no, released. No, and it's fucking phenomenal. I, I got a shirt from him. I got the fucking Cannibal Gods shirt, and uh, I've I've listened to it a few times. It's amazing, it's, dude. And anybody who hasn't been following, if you don't follow him, um, you should start following him because during this whole fucking thing, he's been doing live fucking videos like making songs like live and then releasing them like you can see his whole process Mm -hmm. so it's i think it's very much worth doing he's the most proactive musician on my friends list or anyone that i know or any bands i follow it's literally before we started recording i checked my instagram i took a picture of our fucking setup here and and my video went up in a live video slasher day it's every day and when it was real bad and we were like straight up seriously quarantined, he was doing live videos of him playing. So you could like chill and watch it, look at your phone and listen to Slasher Dave do what he does. And no one does it better than him, in my opinion. And that was just fucking cool, dude. That was so fucking cool. I mean, I honestly wish I had the drive that he does. Yeah. He's For anything motivated. in my life, I wish I had that drive because he's 100% like, I just want to make music. I'm fucking bored. I want to make music. I want to make art. Yeah. Let's fucking do this shit. Yeah. I and I'm just like. I'm going to start this thing 
and oh, maybe I'll just record my parts like tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll send it like the next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking suck it. I've tried doing like the one man band thing so many times, and I find out I'm just way too much of a lazy piece of shit to do it. Hang out with Dave for a day and <laughs> jot down some notes because that dude can do it. He's he's kind of like a a machine by himself. I mean, he's good with the Acid Witch and. You know, other shit he's done, but like in his solo shit too, but just as a, he's his own entity, man. He just, the creative juices are fucking always flowing with that guy, man. It's always good too. There's nothing mediocre about what he does. It's so cool. Yeah, all this fucking, like, so, like, besides that switch stuff, he's got like the Slasher Dave shit, and then there's Horrific mm-hmm. that he did, and then there's, um, what's the new one that he just released? Um, what the fuck's it called? Uh, Shiver. Shiver. Or shivers. Yeah, another awesome one that shivers, needs to be yeah. fucking checked out. Yeah. Also, I wanted to uh, just bring up the fact that uh, uh, Acid Witch uploaded some of their rare stuff on Spotify. So now you get you get Witch House now. Uh, mm-hmm. You get the uh, that weird one that was in between Witch Tannic and Stone. The Midnight sex, Masses. No, the Sex Magic. Yeah, that was. Uh... I think it was depending gore. on the cover you got. You either got the Midnight Masses cover or the Sex Magic Gore cover. Yeah, that. Well, that's. So I think it depended on what they called it, if I'm remembering correctly. And then there was like an early version of Trick or Treat. I remember that. I wasn't a hip on that one. Not me. I'm kinda glad I checked they, it out the other day. Kind of glad they switched it. Me too. Yeah, but uh. So yeah, that that happened. So we got we got new shit, fucker. We got fucking Slasher Dave killing it, dude. Just putting just pumping shit out all the time. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, anyone out there that knows Temple of Void, they've had some uh, some shit come out recently. I'm not sure how far back. I just saw them post a shirt that I want to pick up. Okay. It was the... Oh, you may not have seen it. I haven't, no. I can't even remember the fucking design, but they did it all. It's like a fucking transition ink. Yeah. So it's fucking like green into yellow into reddish orange type shit. Sweet. And it's their fucking. I can't. I, fuck. I can't. Wish I could remember the design, but the shirt looked pissed. Oh fuck yeah, man! They're they're being actually super proactive during this whole thing. Yeah, they've everything doing, they're like, doing is getting canceled, but they're they're booking and scheduling shit and doing interviews and like all those videos. Like ask the, people yeah. are sending in questions and they're asking people in the band like and recording it. And like, yeah. hey, what's your answer to this? Yeah, and their last album was fucking stellar, dude. Really good. Really fucking good. I kind of want to. Snatch up a new shirt or something from them. I still need to pick up all their albums. Yeah. I was kind of late to the game on those guys. Like, I knew Mike, obviously, but I never checked them out. I just kind of always... I wouldn't say brush them off, but I was like, okay, yeah, they're probably all right, but I'll check it out eventually. Yeah, yeah. And once I did, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I can dig it. In my opinion, they haven't put out anything bad. They've gotten better, actually, with each release. And I, what put me over with those guys was seeing them live. I've seen them with Graves. I still team. haven't seen them. Yeah, they were, they were great. They were fucking phenomenal. Uh, me and Jimmy went down to the old sanctuary. Yeah. And uh, they opened up for Graves at Sea. That was a fucking really good show. And I was like, damn, dude. You know? And then fucking they've had like two albums out since then. And they're getting better. It's like, it's crazy. It's it's, it's amazing. So Next time fucking Fister comes through, we should be with them. I they would agree with show. that because they would fit really well together. Fister and Temple of Void would be a fucking killer double fucking one-two punch on a, at a show. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, and Fister, yeah, those dudes, 
you know they need to fucking I think they need to put something new out when they when the opportunity presents itself because I'm sure they're going stir crazy those guys are always super active and doing shit man and I'm still enjoying I'm, I'm enjoying Kenny's posts me too he's keeping me entertained man <laughs> his want, cooking show he had going for a minute yeah. there and <laughs> the fucking uh, the trapped feud going on mm. I wouldn't even say feud more so trap being fucking dumbasses and yeah. fister calling them on it yeah fuck trap <laughs> I can't even believe I'm, I even said that fucking word fucking trapped give me a break man that dude's a douchebag too um, <laughs> what was it somebody posted Back off! Back off! I'll suck you off. <laughs> Jesus, that, that guy sucks so bad. He's like drop trowel. I'll suck off anyone. <laughs> drop trowel. <laughs> I did not hear that or see that or read that, but that's fucking great, man. Dude, someone did the Every, whole. If I did ever the whole hear verse that again, like chorus. a Walgreens or something, that's fucking. It's drop trowel, not fucking what whatever he says. See if I can remember it. It's like uh, back off. I'll suck you off. Pants down, I'll suck off anyone. Drop trowel, I'll take you on. That's a, that's all I need to hear. Dude, I don't that's know, dude. It's amazing. fucking. Someone did the whole thing, and it was gold. Fucking <laughs> crazy, dude. Ugh. But uh, so yeah, some new tunage uh, in Detroit all around. Um, trying to think. Uh, hey, if there's any anyone out there that listens to hardcore, maybe some old heads. It's kind of a reach or a stretch here, but there was a band called Buried Alive that was around in the late 90s, early 2000s. My buddy Will, our buddy Will, uh, I guess Buried Alive got back together and they're doing a new EP. They've been defunct for like 20 years. I was a big fan of those guys when I was a teenager, and uh, fucking Will's on their new shirt. <laughs> Which is so cool, man. Like honestly, never listened to that band. No, I've seen the I, name I float around, but never heard them. Yeah, they. Uh, but they, that made me laugh when you said like they use a live shot for the shirt, and he's like, "It's front fucking and real, like front and center." It's <laughs> fucking. You, you can definitely tell it's him too. It's so funny. I'm like, hell, it's not funny. It's fucking cool, but like, absolutely, man. Um, the buried alive kind of started the fucking uh, before the fashion and the bullshit took over that genre so I think they have a sense of legitimacy was it before the chopping bricks and karate kicks yes it was in the 90s it was you okay. know I mean yeah. See, I was never into that scene you said they were one of the first like early, like early victory record bands yeah before victory started signing like fucking shitty uh like uh you know what I like fucking I don't know what the shitty shit that they were doing after a while that shit was never my bag. I was never into that. Yeah, Victory started off as like a really cool punk and hardcore label, and then it's just kind of like Roadrunner. You know, Roadrunner had Deicide and Old Sepultura and like King, King and then Diamond. new yeah all that shit, and then then fucking Slipknot happened, and then they signed all these the Nickelbacks on fucking Roadrunner, and just that's the end of that. So <laughs> you know, but it's where the dollar signs are at, I guess. I mean, fuck, you know. Uh, so. Aside from the new uh, records you've acquired, what have you been jamming, dude? Like, anything stands out? Uh, a bunch of Archigathas. Excellent. I've done that. Yeah, that was like, that was happening for a minute. Like, I it just, I was nonstop listening to Archigathas, which they got a new 10 inch. Really? I think 10 inch out with uh, meat spreaders. 
which I need to get. I think Dan's slow on the reply. I I messaged him like, hey man, how much to spend that send that thing here? He's like, what's your uh, zip code? I'm going to the post office. That was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I still need to get a reply for him. How much it's going to cost to send it here? Yeah. Because I think as as of right now, it's either you order it from Europe or you get it from him. Mm. And I'm assuming it's going to be cheaper to just get it sent from Canada than from Europe. But I don't think there's anybody else that has it, and I'd rather just give it support him directly. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's got this. Uh, the Random X Terra 7, the Nightmare City one, that chain tape. Um, so getting big into, like, old, like, comp records. Cool. Like, just compilations of bands, like, yes. collections. Yeah. So there's fucking, there's Hardcore Inferno that I've been spinning, and it's basically just a collection of Japanese hardcore punk bands. Fucking phenomenal record. What year are we talking here? Is it um, new or is it old? Um, a little bit older. I'm going to say it's like late. I, fuck, I actually can't even remember the year it came out. I'm going to throw a wide net. I'm going to say at the earliest late 90s. Oh, okay. Well, like that's worth it. Early 2000s era. Cool. Like below 2010. Well, that shit was stout then, huh? Oh, it's fucking. This comp's amazing. Um, I'm, I, I think I mainly got it. When I was trying to pick up all the fucking death dust extractor shit, and I realized I was missing this comp, <laughs> so I'm like, I need to, I need to get it. But everything on it's fucking gold. It's fucking amazing. Oh yeah. And then um, there was this label which I think I think they might be still around. I think they kind of took a hiatus for a while and they came back called Propaganda Records. They were like a Finnish label, and they were huge for like Finnish hardcore in the '80s. Which okay. if you can find uh, like. The these like Finnish hardcore bands first pressings on this label is usually worth some fucking money. Right on. But they put out a couple comps just called like a what the, is it propaganda? They're just called propaganda. And the one I was listening to was propaganda Russia bombs Finland. And there's also propaganda was it hardcore '86? I think something like that. So there's some spinning both of those, and it's basically just a fucking collection of for the most part a who's who of those fucking like that time frame of Finnish hardcore like almost every band on there everybody ended up knowing about them and it's just amazing raw Finnish fucking hardcore dude that's great on a comp too and you get like a new band every fucking two and a half minutes I miss that honestly that's cool yeah I dig it yeah kind of forgot because I got a, I got like a handful of comps and I always forget I have them and I start flipping through my records I'm like fuck I forgot all about that's these that's good to just throw on when you don't know what you want to listen to or if you know what I mean it's just like Cops are cool, man. Yeah. Anyways, bring that shit back, right? Yeah. yeah. Those two I just got the represses of because the OG pressing go for a pretty fucking penny. Yeah, but a comp is cool to have a repress of. That ain't, that ain't, it would be nice to have the original, but it's a comp, dude. I mean, fuck, you know. Cool to have the repressing. If I'm not like crazy hardcore record collector where I only want OG pressings. Right. I mean, I got my fair share of like pretty stout OG presses. Absolutely. But for certain things, I'm just like, fuck, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. I'd rather have the repress than no press. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, man. Oh, hey, don't forget to tell people, man, you just acquired a fucking rot cassette tape from 91. Oh, yeah. Steve gifted me. Yeah. Put in an order with fucking Grindfather Records, which anybody who doesn't know about them, check out Grindfather Records, one-man show. Yep. Releases fucking stout grind stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And his distro is filled with a pretty good mix of grind and 
Fuck, like, there's Doom on there. There's Doom, Sludge. Yeah, there's gotta, everything. He, I started noticing he was starting throwing a lot of like Sludge and Doom shit. I gripped up a Newthrust shirt from from that dude. Yeah. yeah so check out Grindfather. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Steve put in a fucking order and gifted me with a rot tape that was gifted for free yep. with his order. Yeah, I was like, dude, what the fuck? I got a free cassette with it. I don't have a cassette deck at this time, so. Uh, and that tape fucking it rips, dude. Yeah, I never, I don't have it. I've never actually heard that tape. So. Rot's great, man. I was talking to Chris from Shit Life. We were inboxing each other back and forth, and fucking, I was like, sent him a picture of it. Like, I'm sure you know who this is, but I just acquired this from Grindfather, and he's like, oh, fucking Rot's great, man. Hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool, man. Fucking jam that for sure. Whatever. Absolutely. I think music wise, though, that's kind of at least anything I can think of the top of my head that I've been spinning. The comp, dude, that's fucking cool, man. I yeah, miss that. I, I, it's been so long since I heard a good comp. I'm getting back into them. Like, I think that's how I acquired those ones because I got into them for a minute. Like, I'm going to fucking start gripping up comps. Yeah. I think it was probably after I got the Hardcore Inferno, and then I started buying up some other ones. Gotcha, yeah. And I think I want to do it. Like, I'm going to start looking again just around for some decent fucking shit because there's always at least that, like, one or two bands that are on that comp that are fucking amazing. Yeah. But just didn't get the recognition or just broke up after that or something mm-hmm. but it's like that's the only way to get those fucking tracks or or that you knew about or maybe didn't know about and just for some reason it this that on that comp that track hits you a certain way and it just rekindles or kindles a fucking flame where you're like holy fuck I forgot or I didn't know how good this fucking band is like and then you're like now you got a whole new fucking slew of shit to check out and listen to man it's like it's cool man because yeah. I'm assuming these comps got like what 20 bands on them, 15 bands. Um, maybe not that many. Not even close to that. Okay. Well, my old the old school comps was like punk and hardcore. The songs were like two minutes long, so there was like a lot 17 are, bands on the fucking yeah, thing. Like, you know? it, a lot of these are each band does like a few songs, so like two to three songs. Oh, well, that's even better. And it's like so we're talking like 10 bands. With like a couple songs per band. Oh, yeah. that's even better. Like me, you gotta think. Like better, these dude. got released back when it pretty much was only cassette tape or vinyl, and you're very limited on the playtime you can have. No, on I that. get it. Well, I'm just thinking of the old metal massacres and shit too, mm. where it's like you get yeah. one. You know what I mean? Some of the bands are fucking like misses, but some are hits. You're like fuck, dude. You get a couple good thrash bands on there and a couple duds, but like you get one band, one song, and you get like. 10 to 15 bands on there whatever and fucking you know and then you might find a band that you didn't hear of or fucking whatever, you know, some you, of them are like uh, like weighed out a little different because I think on that propaganda comp um, is it wrist site one of them has like five or six songs and the other bands have like two Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're fucking and like that's their boys. Lengthwise, for the most part, <laughs> lengthwise for the most part, they're like the same length song. So it's almost like yeah, you guys can get all these. Or it oh, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. supply what you want. I, obviously, guessing here, maybe it could have been like you guys need to turn in some songs, and people were like turning some shit in and only or turning in only what they had, and it was like one or two tracks, and they yeah. got like, dude, does anybody have like any more songs? And they were like, well, I got this, I got all this shit ready. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's fucking cool, though. Um, me, I've been jamming a mixed bag. Some new, some not new. Uh, Parasitic, I, I hit you up the mm-hmm. other day. Uh, I about that band. I was actually talking to Chris from Shit Life once again that night. And uh, 
was telling him I was I fucking was like, dude, you know who Parasitic is? He's like, oh yeah, they're fucking great. They're like a crusty thrash band. I'm like, yeah, dude, I seen him with Zach at fucking Chicago with Nazem. That was killer. It was really good. And as far as I know, the band's done. Obviously, the one dude went to like Municipal Waste, and uh, I don't think they're around anymore. But they they were fucking great there for a minute. They had one or two EPs or maybe one full length. But I've been jamming them a lot. Someone finally uploaded that whole record on YouTube. There was only like two or three tracks before. And Egregious Blunder is the fucking ripper of all tracks. That's the song that I just... Anytime... It's like, if I was to like be my age in 1990 and Holy Wars, The Punishment Due was like a new track, like Egregious Blunder is that track. It don't matter what mood you're in or what you want to listen to, you throw on Egregious Blunder, that's a fucking ripper all the time, dude. Max volume. Uh, I've been jamming Sea Bastard, the Doom Band. Unruly. Guys, listen, man. If you're into anything slow or heavy, Unruly is like, their shit's not out yet. They've released three tracks to promote this self-titled. It's a full length. Uh, they're from New Zealand, and it features member or members of Meth Drinker and Drug Problem. Okay, this is the band you were telling me about. They just released a new track, I think, uh, fucking... Um, can't remember who it was. Decibel Magazine actually picked up the newest uh, track and put it out and did a review on the album, and it's fucking... Shit. Dude, it's good. I mean, it really sounds like fucking uh, like a continued meth drinker with kind of a... Uh, like an old grief. Like early 90s grief. You know, it's fucking great. So if that's if that's your shit, that's what you want. And uh, in the same vein, dude, Green Machine, uh, Stoner Sludge Band from the 90s from Japan, they were fucking great. It's the, I don't understand how they didn't make it bigger or stick around longer. They, I think, As far as I know, they only had the one album with the fucking dude with his brains blown out on the front. But it's kind of like a Bongzilla thing where it's like, dude, you definitely get like the stoner like smoke weed vibe, but it's fucking crushing sludge from like 96 or 97, I want to say. And they just uh, re- recently had a repress of the of that album. Damn. Acronym. Uh, fucking excellent. Check them out. Uh, Grime. Uh, killer. Sludge Band. And I'm sure we can all agree on this, me and my friends, dude. Red. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I cannot stop listening to that fucking Red record, dude. It's... Basically, like the fucking Japanese insect warfare. Yeah, it's it's you know because like I always sound like to the sound is like so parallel. That's fucking crazy. And it was it was like they weren't like a one and done, but I think it was like basically just that one, and I think they had like one other. I think they had a couple demos. Or yeah, something. and that was it, and then they went off to do other shit. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Chris from Shit Life about Red, and he said it was like. Insect Warfare meets another band, and he nailed it. Because I couldn't quite put my thumb on it. Definitely an uh, Insect Warfare fucking, you get that right away. But there's like another band that he mentioned where I was like, there it is, dude. Uh, They're from Japan. They're a fucking grind band, grindcore, whatever. They're fucking great. Um, and it's just a uh, throw out there. I've been jamming Owl Crusher. I've mentioned them a bunch of times. I just dug up their three song EP. Uh, there's a new Faux Hammer record coming out next month, and there's a new Primitive Man record coming out next month. So just, I'm not going to go into de- like, Primitive Man had a couple tracks they released. They're fucking killer. If you like the band, nothing's changed. They're still good. 
check out the new full hammer new primitive man when they come out that'll be like maybe a month away so that's what i've been jamming nice uh you've been watching anything you're doing the streaming thing uh yeah i tried remembering a lot of stuff because you know you just kind of go through it all becomes a blur <laughs> uh, Especially after three or four months, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I've watched Fuck. a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was just right down when I remember. So I, all from memory. Um, shit. I mean, I remember. I, I think I've rewatched the Sleepaway Camp like the first three. Excellent. You can never go wrong with it. No, fucking can't. And it's like hot as balls outside. Oh yeah. I'm hating life. I I don't like summer. I'm not a fan. So. But I'm like, well, I might as well just watch like the summertime slashers again, whatever. So watch those. Watch the uh, Slumber Party Massacre. I think that's. What I was watching like uh, we had the channel Comet, and mm. it came on, and then after it was Slumber Party Massacre two, and I watched all of five minutes of it and turned that off. Rough city. Man. I, I, dude, everybody loves that movie. I, I don't know. understand it. I don't get it. I can't. Like I can't get behind. Two at all, like not even a little bit. Like go fuck yourself. Two doesn't even hold a fucking candlestick to fucking three. Like everybody says that, like oh, between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, that's like he took a sharp left turn with what he did. I'm like, well, yeah. Have you seen Slumber Party Massacre and Slumber Party Massacre Two? That's almost a goddamn U-turn. Mm-hmm. Well, even well, Sleepaway Camp One and Two are complete polar opposites, but. But they're still the same. There's still redeemable value it's, with the sequel. That fucking Slumber Party Massacre 2 is way too much of what it is. Sleepaway Camp 1 and 2, it's still the same thing for the most part. Like, it's still summer camp. It's still somebody killing teenagers at a camp. It's just they went from it being the chick doing it. And it's still Angela doing it. But it's yeah. Angela just growing up and she became a fucking counselor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost the same. It's still pretty much the same thing. It, well, it, you, it works in the same ballpark. It does, but Sleepaway Camp 1 is the essential pinnacle slasher film of all time. Oh, yeah. Always will be. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp 2 is the same template and format with satire. Okay, yeah, they add a little and bit of satire. And irony and one-liners and... A uh, little elbow nudge uh, mention of like other horror films with the fucking hockey mask and the Freddy glove in there. You get it. It works. Slumber Party Massacre 1, essential slasher. Slumber Party Massacre 2, fuck you. That shit sucks. <laughs> it's They tried to do the same thing and add humor into it and over the top fucking, but it did not work for me. It's so hard to watch because... Here's the thing. They could have pulled it off with wanting to add humor and everything. Absolutely. Get rid of the goddamn rockabilly dancing fucking guy with his damn drill guitar and just make it be... a. I don't know. Just get rid of that. What Fuck mountain that. of cocaine did the guy that made that movie fucking... Bury his face in to come up with an idea to have fucking rockabilly, <laughs> heel toe, soft shoe, spin move, snap finger, fucking drill guitar guy. Dude, there's chickens. He's coming down the stairs like, hey, doing like spins and shit, clicking heels, fucking. God, if I ever get murdered, uh, if I ever get murdered, please don't let it be a guy in a greaser outfit fucking doing heel-toe snap fucking moves and shit. I, that's not the last thing I want to see. When I, I Just massacre me. Just kill me, dude. Don't dance and shit. I don't want fucking Republican Halloween killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
That is just okay. But the third one is great, though. Slumber Party Massacre yeah, 3 they is redeemed it. fucking great. And yeah. honestly, I hear people talking so much shit on it. How and I love that? 3. I do too, man. I think it's it's just underneath the first one. Uh, the first one is untouchable, but dude, the third one's pretty goddamn good, dude. It's really fucking good. I dig it. It's really good. I like it. I do. It, it To an extent, for being what it was, because it was early 90s, mm-hmm. it took it back to what the first one was. It was the same, yeah, same um, formula. Uh, but just a, uh, an updated, you know, yeah, like an updated fucking. Uh, you notice the fashion changed and the blah blah blah, whatever. But it's still fucking. It's a great. I like it. I, I fucking like, dig it. I love the third. I, I watched that movie a lot. I got a screening copy of it that I didn't know was the screener. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck that fucking slumber party massacre two shit. Just kills me. Man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Turn it off. Fuck. We'll never be able to like that ever. <laughs> Um, flipping through Shutter, and I've told you about this movie. I don't know. If, I don't think you've watched it. Heart and Knife. Is that the or gay... heart, heart Knife? Yeah, like German gay club, um, gay porn yeah. production company. I've seen Giallo. Some of it. Feel. Yeah. Fucking love this movie. Yeah, uh, it looked pretty cool. I. It nails. I'm gonna say. I mean, I might get back lash on this but I think it nails that fucking feel the whole giallo type of feel for a modern time okay okay and it has that sleaze factor to it yeah yeah it's definitely the whole who done it type thing I I've, I really dig this fucking movie yeah I, you know I'm going to have to watch that tomorrow because I actually was streaming just the regular stream uh shutter Slashix or something, yeah. and and I woke up in the middle of the night and that was on, and I didn't know what it was, and I watched maybe twenty minutes of it, and all I can say is the way it was shot was pretty classy, you know what I mean? I just got that feel like a fucking that really artsy, classy like Italian, very tasteful. <laughs> I think it's, I just I think I said German. I think it's French actually. Is it? I think it's a Fran- okay, French. Okay, I don't film. know much about it. It just looked really f- cool. Like I, I'm down. I, I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. Dude, it comes on. It comes like the first five minutes. It comes at you pretty hardcore. Okay. Like it, it's letting you know like straight up like if you're not down with – if you're like homophobic and you're not down with the gay shit, you're not going to be into this fucking movie because it basically like throws it in your face right off rip. Right, right, right. But that is also followed by a brutal fucking kill scene. Oh, that's – well, hey, man. I'm on board. Cool. I mean, I – well, I've been intrigued since, and I don't know why. But Shutter keeps adding new shit, and they're classics. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. And then there's the last drive-in shit that happens, and it's just, I never get around to watching that, you know. And the Tubi's always reloading their shit, and I'm like, fuck off. Oh, you know, like Tubi's got. Have you checked that shit lately? They got like gold on there. Yeah, I like scroll through it every once in a while. I mean, they, they you know, they they don't publish they. They're not like over the top of when they add shit. You just gotta check and just be like, "Holy fuck, okay, it's cool, yeah." So yeah, I think Heart and Knife. I uh, I think it started. I think I was watching something on like Shutter TV, and it just started afterwards. That's what I was watching. The streaming, the Shutter yeah. TV, just the and then I was like, on "All right," and I didn't like. I saw what I like the beginning, like first like fifteen twenty minutes, and I think I left, and I was like, "That's kind of cool. Let's check it out." Mm-hmm. I eventually, watched the whole fucking movie. That sounds like dig it, fucking dig it. Yeah, because I do the uh, Shutter TV when I'm ready for bed. 
Oh, yeah. Because it does... I don't have to... The movie... Just fucking loops into a new movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, you know, I'll I'll turn the TV off if I want, but, like, until I fall asleep, I don't have to worry about it, like, the movie stopping and picking out another one. I just let it stream. It's not like Netflix where it tells you, like, are you still watching? It just keeps going. I love it, dude. See, that's why I watch, like, stupid sitcoms when I go to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Go to Hulu, pick one out, turn it on. Yeah. Cheers is on there. I've been rocking that hard, dude. But, um... Alright,そうだ、ナイフハート。スクリームクイーン。スクリームカマクイーン。スクリームカマクイーン。スクリームカマクイーン。スクリームカマクイーン。スクリームカマクイーン。スクリームカマクイーン。スクリームカマクイー
the director was okay with it, it must have been kind of conveyed in the writing somehow that that was how that was supposed to be. Well, yeah, passed. The, the vision was met. Yeah, you have a certain idea for a fucking scene, and then it's acceptable, and you're like, that's what we're looking for. No one said, you know what, man, you might want to pull back a little on the dancing, like humping your fucking uh, drawer shut with your ass, whatever the <laughs> fuck he's doing. I love that dance scene, by the way, and fucking the scream he did at the convention, and he still has the fucking the pipes for it, man. Yeah. Like, you know. See, my earliest memory of Nightmare on Elm Street is part two. Me too. That's the it first was one the I've scene seen. I always remembered the pool scene when I was a little kid. Mm. I always remembered that scene, and it was before I even like knew Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, what? The, I don't know what this fucking movie is. And it was when I got older, and I realized what it fucking was. Yeah, yeah. The first one I seen was part two. Yeah. Yeah, on the my, we had a recorded off of HBO copy on a blank tape, randomly in the house for some reason, and that was me and my brother when we were kids used to put a blanket over the TV and over our heads, and watch the fucking movie all the time in the summer, and it scared the fuck out of us. But the one scene that always stuck out with me was the fucking shower with the coach, with the I just remember the slash marks in the back. Yeah. And the like tennis balls attacking him and shit. It's just my fucking eight year old mind just couldn't wrap my. Why are the fucking uh, basketballs attacking this guy? I didn't, you know. And then you get older and you understand, but like it's like fucking weird, man. Like, see, when I was younger, and even like the shit I remember from the movie, my mind didn't obviously go there. No, I never pieced those things together. And then it was when I got older and really started rewatching this movie and really paying attention to him. Like, man, do they really? Oh, the towel. Did they pay attention to this ass? shit. Like they, they, oh, this had to be intentional. Yeah, like there's no way it's not intentional. Oh, come on. But wait, and I almost wonder, like, okay, what if I would have saw it? If I was like a teenager when it came out and I saw it, would I've caught it right away in the theater? No, no. You got to put your that... you got to put yourself as a teenager in like the '80s. No, I get it, I get it. But the Grady's room, he had the fucking poster of this King Cobra, like the first big time celebrity or well known person to have a fucking sex change was the singer of King Cobra and he's sitting on his bed and right when fucking Jesse says there's something trying to get inside me he's like yeah she's at the fucking party you look pan up and it's the King Cobra poster <laughs> yeah right we didn't know that was in there dude it's all the fucking elements are there dude we, we fucking were on to you man it's clearly 25 35 years later just admit it, man. It's but cool. Then, yeah, and then throw fucking... Uh, I, I, I hate that I keep blanking on his name. I can't remember his fucking name. But basically throwing Jesse under the bus and blaming him for it having the gay, quote-unquote, gay undertones. Yeah, right, dude. Come on, man. The fucking dickhead from Airheads. Uh, fucking the coach. <laughs> Hanging out at the fucking club. Puts his hand on Jesse's. Yeah, come on. Yeah, wearing a leather fucking vest with like fucking S and M. He's also wearing the fucking hat too. Yeah, right? well, no, I, I don't think he was wearing a hat, but I don't know why. I'm someone behind picture, him was maybe some picture of the Helford hanging out. Yeah, I'm a picture in the Helford hat, dude. <laughs> the fucking hell belt, uh, hell bent for leather, fucking single cover <laughs> with that limber fucking side stance. Yeah, that's <laughs> killer, dude. It's all dangerous. <laughs> Either way, dude, that that doc, it's it's worth a watch. Um, I'm definitely checking that out. Yeah, yeah definitely check it out. Um, let's see what else. Um, I honestly can't remember if this was pre or post pandemic. 
in last episode. Uh, the Kane Hodder and the Savini docs. Both great. Yeah. Did watch those. Um, Loved both of them very yeah. much. Yeah, I think they're both actually worth a watch. Me too. I It's fail-safe. You put it on, you're going to enjoy it. It doesn't matter. If you're a fan of horror or a fan of either one of them, do they nailed it. It's great. Both great docs, man. They don't get boring. They don't drag along. No. It's cool. Um, Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Mm. I watch that again. And then um, Cannibal Holocaust. Excellent. Excellent. I actually watched that part. Uh, rewatched that again as the... Uh, it was one of the last driving episodes. Okay. I've always loved that movie. Fucking a part of like the Joe Bob Briggs last driving Facebook group. Mm-hmm. People on that fucking page bitch and bitch about shit. And that was one of them that they always bitched about. Yeah. Because, I mean, I get it. It's like the, the animal scenes. Oh, it's right. But, yeah. Even back then it was hard. It's worse now yeah. to go back and watch that to think that there was a time and a place where that was... Not acceptable, but it happened, and it was done without without the idea that there was going to be repercussions. <laughs> when they were doing that, I don't think they were like, you know, we're, we're going to get crucified for this. No, they're just like, ah, fuck it, dude, do it up. That's fucking terrible, dude. But you know, yeah, still I, dig it, still yeah, dig well, the movie. Yeah, me too. I'd say I, I, my whole thing is like, dude, time, dude, I'll always I'm, watch Cannibal. I'm a fucking like, I'm vegetarian. I, absolutely, I watch that movie. But when like it comes to a scene, like if you really don't want to watch it, you it's it's pretty fucking blatantly obvious when a scene where they're about to kill an animal comes up. Yeah, you just don't fucking watch. Just it. don't watch it. I'm not a vegetarian, and the fucking beginning of Slaughterhouse fucks me up every time I watch it. Right? It does. I can't watch that shit, and I eat the fucking meat, dude, and I feel bad. It's like I don't, I can't handle those emotions, man. That's rough city, dude. And it's, it's sometimes shit like that sparks me to be like, you know what? Maybe I, I'm just saying I can't. I look away. I'll watch people get killed all day. I'll watch real life fucking <laughs> motherfuckers get hit by trains. I cannot handle animals being killed, dude. Fuck that noise. Think people we, suck. Dude, animals are cool. We I fuck. Just, we fucking hung out drinking one night, just watching nothing but real death tapes. <laughs> <laughs> we have too. I didn't fucking quince once, dude. But you fucking throw animals in there, dude. It's just shut it down. It's we're done here. Like, you know, that's just how I am. But yeah, because unless you're watching fucking a snuff film, right? Well, yeah, that's different. like yeah, like unless you're no, watching just a, like just like caught on tape. Yeah, like something. unless you're watching a snuff film, everything you're gonna see with real death is like either they asked for it. Yeah, they got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. The type accidents, which I watch videos of fucking like deers getting hit by cars when they're trying to cross the road. And not bat an eye because, well, fuck, I mean. It was an accident. <laughs> that shit, it happens the, all the time. It shit happens. That deer just flew like 100 yards. Oh, I know. Kind of funny stuff. Yeah. But we're not talking about, like, yeah, like just torching animals or fucking, like, killing animals for the sake of whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, I can't watch that shit. Now, if you're a bunch of college students that are fucking in the bag, hammered on top of a building, and you mismeasure the bungee cord and make it too long, mm. good. <laughs> fuck off. Idiot. The only one I'm remembering is <laughs> don't I think bungee cord drunk, and if you do, make sure the bungee was made when you were sober. You fucking idiot. Someone bungeed <laughs> off a fucking bridge, and like the river beneath was like ice covered, and it was too long, and they smacked the fucking ice. Because well, they mismeasured it. <laughs> yeah. They didn't put it into fucking that it's supposed to stretch, and you got to bounce back up. 
These fuckers that did that, did, it didn't even reach its full length. <laughs> okay, so we got a 400-foot drop. Let's make the rope 450 feet long. So they hit, and the rope still had 50 foot of... <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Fucking game over, son. <laughs> and that's a tragedy. They're on the roof like, oh my god, he's dead. Well, fuck yeah, he's dead. He just hit the fucking ground, dude. Like, he's dead, Ben dead. He just fucking... Chicken's done, man. What do you want? <laughs> I'll watch that shit all day, dude. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Oh my god, I really need to get to that party store before they close. I'm going to try to outrun this train that's fucking... <laughs> Bam! <laughs> done, dude. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Only ones that get me are like the... Which I still, I'll still watch them if they come up, but like the motorcycle accidents. Oh, those are rough. Dude, there was one that really happened by my house like oh, uh, last year at the intersection of Glenwood and fucking uh, Wayne Road. Yeah. Dude, uh... On a fucking motorcycle, ran a red light. Oh, that's fucking his fault. Oh no, yeah, it was the um, traffic light cam. Uh, it was on the news and shit. Yeah, they were like, "Well, we want to let you know that what you're about to see, and when you hear that, it's must-watch TV." <laughs> this motherfucker got airtime, Airbud. I call him Airbud. Did he die? Oh, he was dead on impact. He fucking flipped off. Well, there's a the chance was- when you go airborne. Depending on where how you oh, land, you no. might survive that shit. No, he was he was trying to speed up to beat the light, didn't beat the light by a long shot and smacked a car. And the car was just getting going. It wasn't like a fucking high speed. He was going like But he clipped the front of it, I'm fit. guessing. Oh yeah, he hit that motherfucker and the way he flipped in the air looked unnatural. <laughs> and Jesus the way he landed God. was terrible and it happened just right right in front of True Value Hard. <laughs> <was like>, ah! <laughs> Fucking crazy, man! But it shit happens, dude. It's See like, that shit? Like every time I get on my bike, that shit goes through my head. Yeah, and I'm like, be, yeah, no. I'm hyper aware of everything around me. Just, and there's shit that you can't don't try to you run can't a control. So I'm just like, this is if shit happens, shit happens. But I always know when I'm riding, like I do what I'm supposed to do, even when like I'll cruise like the back roads of like Ann Arbor, like the where it's like country, like out in the middle of fucking almost nowhere. Oh, oh yeah, and I'll be pulling up, and I'll see like in the Ahead of me, like a car waiting to pull out on this country road. Oh, there's no. Fucking- I start fucking. I swear. I start swerving back and forth, like just so he sees my fucking light. Like, if Casey doesn't fucking notice I'm there, I don't want him pulling out in front of me, and I slam into his back end and That's- fucking get launched over his fucking car. Wow, man. Don't try to beat yellow lights out either. No, I. Do. I'm horrible with that when I drive. I run yellows nonstop. Well, yeah, don't do it on a bike. But on a bike, I, I never do it do. too. Yeah. On a bike, I never fucking do. No, don't even chance that shit. No way. I've locked him up, honestly. I was coming up on a light and it turned yellow. And I was in an area I don't know, so I don't know how long those yellows last on a light. And I fucking like, locked it up. Mm. Just come to a fucking stop. Like, I'd rather just stop and look like that fucking idiot who just locked up oh, for yeah, no reason than risk, risk oh, yeah. the car like thinking, oh, well, the light just turned. This guy's going to stop. I'm going to. Make my turn. And yeah, just yeah. fucking clip them. Yeah, that, fuck all that noise, man. God. So, well, I just I'm gonna throw a couple things out here. I've been watching the yeah. the tapes that I've acquired. Obviously, I've watched recently. Uh, Welcome to Spring Break. Nice. Uh, Been a while. Other other you know also known as Nightmare Beach. Mm-hmm. Bay of Blood. I found a Canadian copy of uh, Bay of Blood, unopened, uh, still in plastic. For like 11 bucks the transfer is pretty bad it's in sp mode and <laughs> adjust your tracking folks oh i love when people like ask about that movie it's like it's like 
Is, it, is, is, is Bay of Blood worth checking out? Oh, dude, come on, man. No, so many times I've seen that question. Oh, it's... Yeah. No, I hear you. It's a, I mean, maybe I was that guy at one point. Like, is, is this good? So, do you like Friday the 13th Part 2? Do you like... Okay. They stole almost everything from that fucking movie. Yeah, so much. check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splatter University. Uh, Eyeball. Really good Jalo movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spine. Dug out my massacre video because we were going to do City and Panic on this episode. And I was like, you know what? Speaking of massacre. And I've been going to the beach and wearing my massacre video shades that I still have. So I just kind of reached for Spine and fucking popped that in. Oh, yeah. That's all I've been watching. It's worth a fucking watch. Tell you that. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I just want to. We're going to get into uh, uh, City and Panic also known as The AIDS Murders. Mm-hmm. 1986, it's a Canadian film. Kind of an SOV. Canadian SOV, like slasher-esque. Slasher-esque. I don't know if you want to look at that. Uh, we're going to get into that, and I'm stoked about it, uh, because it's a first-time watch for me recently. Not today, but I didn't realize that I actually had seen it, but I did. Uh, I love the movie. It's great. Um, but before that, about 30 minutes before I made my way over here to hang out and do this episode, I found out that John Saxon died today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even see that until you told me. I didn't know about it until <laughs> right before we, you know, before we hung out here. So I just want, I'm sure anyone listening to this episode, I'm almost willing to bet everyone knows who John Saxon is. But just for the sake of maybe there's someone out there who doesn't know who John Saxon is, he was a fucking icon in the horror community. Many movies he was in. I'm going to point the obvious ones out first, but there's a couple of them people may not know that he was in. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street 1, Nightmare on Elm Street two, 3, I'm sorry, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Those are the main ones people know him from. This dude was in Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee and Bolo Young, also known as Chun-Li from Bloodsport. Oh my God. Phenomenal movie, and Saxon was great in that movie. I can't even believe I'm having this conversation or saying this right now. John Saxon's dead. I've loved this guy. When Christopher George is another one, but I'm not going to get into that. He's been in fucking all my favorite movies, right? Enter the Dragon, Black Christmas. Yes. The pinnacle slasher film of all time. Inspired Halloween. Come on, dude, right? Uh, Tenebra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, welcome to Spring Break. He was in that movie. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Uh, and From Dusk Till Dawn. Wait, where is he in that movie? He's in there somewhere. <laughs> I think he's one of the cops or the sheriff or something. I mean, it's been a while since I've really sat down to watch that movie, but I don't remember him. But he, uh, I'm guessing he had to have been just one of the... From it was the, just a small the early one. segment of the movie yeah. where they're trying to catch him before they get to Mexico. He has to be one of like the cops. Yeah, he is. I think he was like officer or deputy something. Because I don't fucking remember him at yeah. all. And he was also uh, on an episode of Monsters, this the mm-hmm. sitcom. He was in a. Bu- I mean, it's John Saxon, dude. The guy fucking worked and knew Bruce Lee. Was in the first inception of any Freddy Krueger movie. Was in a movie that inspired Halloween, which is probably the most coveted slasher movie of all time. What else can you say about the guy? I mean, fuck, man. It's it's sad, but that dude had some really fucking stout movies, so... You say it's sad, but true? 
I'm your eyes when you move. <laughs> Rest in peace, John Saxon. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. Uh, fucking A. We're going to get into this fucking mess. <laughs> City in panic. This fucking mess. City in fucking <laughs> panic. Canucksploitation, I like to call it. I like that phrase. Excellent fucking movie. And there's a lot of nuances about this movie that I really like. Some are good, some are bad. Mm -hmm. But they're all positive, I guess. Because it puts certain things into a light that maybe need to be put into light. And then other things need to be known that suck. And we'll get into that. But the way I look at this movie, there's like the, the negative aspects that you see nowadays... You gotta look at them in a 1986 light. True. And are they still negative? Yeah. Do they still exist? Absolutely. And 100% they still exist. And that's sad. That's fucking sad. But it's true. And I'm not fucking talking Metallica savagery. <laughs> so, this movie, uh, November 1986. Based in Toronto, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I will let you explain what the the plot is. What, what 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 is this movie about to people who have not seen it? So, people start getting killed and they start getting marked with an M, carved into their back, and that's kind of their thing. And there's this uh, radio talk show host, like late night radio talk, and he's wanting to like dig into like psychology and what made this person who they call M mm-hmm. do these things and he's going back and forth with this like right wing radio host or journalist yellow journalism as he says and it's basically just this person's killing people in Toronto and this radio host is trying to get to the bottom of like psycho- like psychologically speaking why is he doing it what can we do to stop him yada yada it plays out it's not exactly. It's it's a pretty fucking thin, yeah. Plot. It's a pretty straightforward fucking. No, it plot. is. It's not, yeah, you're not gonna get fucking. Um, yeah, it's pretty cut and clean. I mean, that's really, yeah. that's really what it is. So, uh, with that, with that being said, the motivation behind the murders. What we come to find out is that all the victims, but one, were homosexual. Mm-hmm. And hung out at the same bar, no, or or were AIDS or AIDS related, right? Yes, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was one woman killed amongst you know because they were breaking down like how the, the the chick called in and said I'm scared I'm I'm fucking freaked out you know um, I'm, I'm a prisoner in my own fucking home I don't want to leave and. The radio show host, Dave Miller, explains, I'm at more risk than you are because he seems to be targeting men. Not saying that you're completely immune to this killer because he has killed a woman, but they've all been men with the exception of one. So the whole city's in fucking array because there's some psychopath killing motherfuckers like Jack the Ripper, and no one knows why, and then they find out why. And this radio show host is going at it with this fucking journalist that's just making articles in a newspaper that's just fucking spreading fear 
all over the fucking city. Yeah. Uh, and then he got people accusing the radio show host of just saying what he's saying for fucking ratings, for fucking his own personal gain, which is not the case. He's trying to get down to the bottom of it. So fast forward to that. Uh, this movie, I really like. The one thing I did really like about this movie, which is odd, is the score. For an SOV movie, or somewhat of an SOV movie, there's this weird ambient fucking white noise yeah. sample that they use long before the kill scene happens that is supposed to build up a, some type of attention to the kill scene, but it just, it's it's awesome. I like it. We're not reinventing the wheel with this fucking score, but for the limited budget I'm assuming they had, it's not fucking bad. It's pretty good, I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like <clears throat> I was kind of like, dude, this guy good, man. It's like, okay, I can dig that. And the kill scenes. And I did want to throw out the fact that I definitely got some jalo. Did you pick up the psycho vibe of the first kill? Absolutely. That was the first thing that fucking popped in my head was the psycho shower scene. So there's a psycho shower scene kill. Mm-hmm. Totally Hitchcock yep. kill. Then there's... Um, the Fritz Lang kind of connection, like marking everyone with an M. Yeah, Fritz Lang's movie M, obviously. So it's almost like their way of like. It's almost like their way of show, like the director's way, and the writing's way of like yeah, like a nod of like yeah, we we ha- we like Hitchcock and Lang, and this is our way of showing it, which is almost like. Not exactly subtle, more like being hit in the head with a fucking hammer way of showing they like it. Because yeah. it's very blatant. Oh, it is. It is. Um, but the, the shower scene, right down to the very last frame of that shot with the face close up laying down in the on the floor is basically fucking the psycho shower scene. And that's what yeah. opens the movie. So that's kind of cool because they're like... Now you know what you're in for. This is definitely fucking a slasher or whatever. Okay, so. But the Jalo thing was just like what the killer was wearing. And then the shots of when the killer was approaching its victims, they always showed the feet and the knife. And the shot of yeah. the knife when it came up and the top hat and the fucking trench coat definitely got a fucking Jalo kind of thing going on. So it was a nod to Hitchcock and I think it was a nod to like. Italian slasher movies too in a certain light. I'd say it could be to an extent. They didn't lay it on thick with the Jalo aspect, but you need little tingents in there, you're like, okay. Like with a knife coming up and the fucking trench yeah. coat top hat, the shot of the feet, the who done it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kinda no, cool. No, I 100% get that. Yeah. So that's cool. Um I guess the basically the stereotypical like what the killer wears in a Giallo. And how they kill him, it was that was that was this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and it worked. I, th- I think. Yeah, I think it. I, you know. Um, so a couple things. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any notes on this? Because I just got this one main one. Um. So we haven't touched on it yet, but like, the, so the whole premise of this movie is it ends up being everybody who's you know, killer killing people who are all infected with AIDS and it was their way of like stopping because of the trauma that because of what was done to the killer yes and the 
I mean, obviously this story is made up and it comes from a time where people were very misunderstood about AIDS. It came pretty much from the beginning height of the AIDS, AIDS epi- epidemic. Yeah. But the original story and the plot for this came from an actual event that happened in Toronto. In the late 70s. Yeah, late 70s where it was, I think, 14 gay men mm-hmm. were killed and they all frequented the same bar. Yep. And the fucking killer was never found. And my guess, never looked into it, never really read into it, so this is just take my word for nothing. Uh, my guess would be that it was probably one of those things where the cops didn't give a fuck if it was solved. First thing that pops in my 70s head. 70s gay men. It wasn't all, exactly the most inclusive time. All murders went unsolved. Yeah. like They're like, oh, gay guys? Yeah, we don't give a fuck. People suck. People what, suck then. People suck a little less now, but people still suck. And that's why I was saying what I said before we got into this, that some of these things are still relevant today. Mm. And it sucks that it's that way. Yeah, a lot of people look at this movie and they say, like, oh, it's super homophobic. And there's no redeeming quality to it. I wouldn't say it's super homophobic. I would say it's it was dealing with something at a time in the way that people were dealing with it at that time. Yeah. They didn't know shit about the AIDS epidemic. But they also... A lot of the thing at the time was saying that only gay men or only men got AIDS. Right. This dealt with women getting AIDS and an uh, unborn child getting AIDS. Getting AIDS, yeah. Um, and the only really thing that I, even watching it now, I realize, like, uh, is the one detective who's constantly fucking just a piece of shit. Yeah, always drop F-bombs. Yeah, like. Uh, totally homophobic. And I feel like... Abusing, physically abusing people and shit. Yeah. He just sucked. He just, and even nowadays, you could have characters like that in a movie. But it's... And I think they did it right in this one, too. Even then. He doesn't come across as a likable character. Not at all. Easy to hate. Yeah. So when, you could even do that now, but the character seems to be not likable. Because you need characters who... Everybody in your life is not going to be this great example of a person you're gonna have pieces of shit that you come across with in life so when you make a movie it makes sense to have a character who isn't exactly like PC and is a piece of shit and is gonna be fucking saying some fucking throwing slurs around yeah because that's fucking life and I think they did it right because that guy just you, you kind of picked up on it right off rip that this dude was fucking oh the first this the dude first fucking sucked dialogue man. from that guy yeah sucked. like right off bat like, oh yeah you're like okay well fuck horrible. this guy yeah so well, well with that being said with the with the subject matter and the actual plot of this movie and the basis the whole movie is a fucking uh, how do I how do I say this um, very reality based it's some scary shit it's it's the shit's real right at a time when people were still uncertain and there were certain stereotypes of only, like you said, guys get. But they, but with that being said, I think it was really good that they showed the contrast to, you almost want to be sympathetic, like, well, this sucks that, that these people are being fucking uh, st- singled out and murdered because of their sexual preference or because they have AIDS. They're already dying. I was like, that sucks. I mean, why kill someone who's only got so much, they're, they're inf- you know, that's, that's grim as fuck. But then you also have to show the contrast of there's people out there who just treat these people like shit because they suck. Yeah. Now, if you would have had more than one of these people in this movie, I think it would have been unwatchable because just him on screen was hard enough to sit through every time he was on screen. Yeah, if you start filling this movie with fucking, like, people, like, throwing shit around like that and, like, homophobic as fuck. I mean, they peppered it in just Then you can say this is a homophobic movie. Absolutely. 
But, they, but I mean, this shit is real, though. It's not like yeah. it's made up. There's fucking people out there like that, dude, you know? And, yeah, you got to, like, that was my whole point of saying, like, you got to look at it when this movie was made. Yeah. And I honestly think when this movie was made, with all that just basically happening, it's pretty well, it's it, it's dealing with it in a very, I guess, progressive for that time frame mm-hmm. way. Yeah. To a degree. I would never say that this is a homophobic movie. Oh, no, I didn't get that vibe at all. Never. No. I mean, the way... Are there fucking slurs and fucking names called and shit? Of course. You have the one shithead detective for the most part. Yeah, he was the only one that... uh, But they also added in, like, they they dealt with the fact of, yeah, it's not just fucking men who can get it, which I... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they say women can also get it, and then the woman also has her son who died of it. So she kind of like, they kind of throw it in there like, it's not just guys who get it. Everybody else can fucking get it. Yeah. It's not just dealt with as the stereotypical fucking, this is a, this is a gay disease and it's only affecting the gay community and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, even, and then that, that's what makes it even scarier. Like back in that time, you watch this movie and you're like, wait a minute. If if you were under the impression through propaganda or through fucking hearsay that only men get this, gay men, and then you watch this movie, you're like, wait a minute, women get it too? Like, that's fucking scary. Wait, this is not, this is everybody. Anyone's fucking at risk for this shit, you know? It's like fucking scary shit, man. Like, crazy, you know? Yeah. I feel like you could probably watch a lot of, like, big Hollywood movies from around the same exact time and come across way more homophobic things from the main character. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about fucking toxic masculinity. The 80s movies were full of that shit. Yeah. The stereotypical bully fucking dickhead that was in, like, William Zapka, man. That dude's... He was a, <laughs> fuck. You know, every movie he was in, he was a dick. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? But well, Shit, oh, what, even, like, fucking, was it Teen Wolf? Yeah. His friend's like, oh, you tell me you're a fucking fag. I don't know if I can deal with all that. All that shit, like, yeah. That's all. Been that was like a big budget Hollywood fucking film. Wow. And it was supposed to be two very likable characters. Yeah. And that was supposed to be just normal conversation. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Revenge of the Nerds. Is fucking, mm. You know. It's or been, Porky's. I mean, fuck, you want to get into some fucking grimy shit. They just fucking did not respect women in these movies. They, <coughs> Siskel and Ebert, well, no, actually, Ebert did touch on that. Because they were saying all those slashers coming out in the early 80s fucking demoralized women and fucking degraded women. And then he brought up Porky's. The Porky's didn't have people getting their heads chopped off. It was just straight up a bunch of dudes that just didn't respect women. They were like womanizers, basically. And there was a lot of fucking things said in those movies that were like, yeah, it doesn't pass today. Yeah. It was just that that was what it was back then. It sucked, but it, that's it, no one turned a fucking head to it, you know? I feel like you either kind of grew up watching those movies, so you kind of were like, I get it now, mm-hmm. but still these movies are kind of funny for the time. Or you're able to look back on those movies as... That's some pretty sketch shit, but kind of looking at it over the lens of how things were at the time. Yeah. Will, should, I guess, would or should movies like that be made now? No. no it no, wouldn't no, fucking no. fly. No, not at all. Not at all. But, but it, it, know, it's I, almost the same thing where people always throw on fucking blazing saddles. Like, oh, this movie couldn't be made now. And I disagree. 
I think Blazing Saddles could be made now with exactly the same fucking thing, but it's going to have to have all the backing and everybody understanding those jokes. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've <laughs> rough city back then, man. I mean, some of the movies, man. But it is what it is. Like you know, I to me, my my opinion on that whole fucking thing is like they, these movies have to exist. So there's some documentation of where we were back then, so we don't fucking continue. You you show that movie to someone who's like born after the year 2000 now, <laughs> and say you know people used to say that back then. You mean like the same people who are saying that fucking Robert Downey Jr. should be canceled because of his role in Tropic Thunder? That's just that's just pure ignorance. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? I understand, and I sympathize, but let's be real. Come on, dude. Really? That's people not getting, just not getting. I'm just going to say not getting it. No. Because you have to understand of what his character was supposed to be in that movie. It was intentionally supposed to be a white dude playing a black dude in blackface. Yeah. Playing somebody else, basically. Didn't they do that in It's Always Sunday, too? Yeah. At one point, there was... Well, they did Well, they did the... They wanted to make um, Lethal Weapon 4. Or 5? Five? 5. 5. And it's... I think when they first do it, one dude's not in blackface, and then they switch roles, and he's in blackface. But it was supposed to be that... If you know the show, it's you're not supposed to look up to these fucking people, and you're supposed to understand that these people are just fucking idiots, and they just missed even the most obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's supposed to be just met with like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, but I see the I see the, uh, the irony and the in the humor in it, and I I don't, and I know it's not coming from a fucking bad place or like a damaging agenda. They're not trying to hurt. It. It's just fuck, man. Kidding me? Like, there's a different to me. There's a difference between. We'll just stick with, I guess, with the blackface thing for an example. There's a difference between intentionally being like, we want this person, we need, this character is a black person. We're going to have you as a white person just paint yourself to look like a fucking character of a black person, basically. Yeah. And then there's a difference between doing that and then doing, okay, you're going to be playing this actor who's going to be getting this role and they're going to want him to play a black person, so he's going to be in blackface and doing the thing. That's completely fucking different. Yeah. Because especially throughout the whole movie, they call him out on that shit. Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole fucking movie. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that means you get it. Like, you get it. And you can do you can do jokes like that. You can do comedies like that where it touches racial barriers and it touches like all this fucking like almost tension. like no no fucking areas where oh, yeah, it's, it's like no the elephant we don't in touch the fucking that. room. Yeah, dude. I you mean, can touch that shit and it still be fucking funny and still be relevant and still be okay. Yeah. Which is why like Blazing Saddles is fucking okay. And it's why we need movies like fucking City and Panic. <laughs> we do. I think I it's just it, it what it's it's not fake. Shit happened. Shit's real, dude. You know, they tackle shit in City of Panic. They tackle shit in a way that was relevant for the time of '86. Right. You got to accept it. You can look at it now in 2020 and be like, "Oh, that's kind of bad. They did this, and that's kind of bad. They did that." But it's like, no. In the overall, if you really look at it without being super microscopic about it, like they did a fairly decent job of being like, "Look, at this time everybody was looking at it as only affected the gay community, and they're pointing out that it can affect." Women can get it too. Right, right. Okay. Right, yeah. I mean, 
And any any movie, fuck, even now you're going to get the fucking... I mean, honestly, back in the 80s, you had more of the offensive fucking, like, character who's going to throw around slurs. You're not going to get that as much now, but you're still going to get that character. It's just going to be in a different light. It's not going to be so blatant. He's not going to be blatantly throwing around, like, slurs. But especially in then, you had that one fucking character who everybody fucking hated who fucking threw around fucking slurs. That was that fucking detective. If anyone needs... Okay. Two things. We're going to wrap this up here soon. <laughs> two things. Three things. Okay. The first thing is, if you want to just put to rest, put to fucking rest, a movie that could not be made today if it was word for word and shot for shot made when it was made and put it out today, it could not be done. It would be 48 hours. That's Dude, one. That's one. You brought that up the That's other week one. to me, and I, I need to rewatch it because I can't remember it. Ways, I can't remember it's it. I need to rewatch one-sided. it. It's not one sided. Fuck the sequel. The sequel is like watered down. The first one is just. It comes from both. It's bad from both. Okay, so. White slurs, black slurs. It's funny fucking... as fuck. It's hilarious. They, they kill each other, they just fucking roast each other. In the worst way you can, and you're just like it's been too long since I've seen. I can't remember anything. Gritty. Of it. Yeah, it's okay. So there's that. Okay, and uh, the, th- the second is we have come far enough, I think, at this point where we can accept the fact that the '80s were the '80s and leave it back then. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, watch a 4K movie. And then pop in City and Panic, and you should understand the contrast and just the way the movie looks, how far we've come from fucking... Okay, that's two. Three, City and Panic. Awesome fucking movie. Check it out. Uh, I don't think that if... I don't think you would dislike it if you're a fan of horror, slashers, or... um, I don't know, uh, Jalos maybe, or you know, it might dip for a minute. Few people, there's like, there's there's a lot of talking. There's There's a lot of talking. it, It really sticks with the whole. Radio host trying to decipher why M does the things M does. Yeah, and it's a and it's a really complex subject too. There was a lot of uncertainty back then, so there was a lot of dialogue. They had to fully explain what the fuck is happening. Because I feel if 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 this movie got remade and kept everything exactly the same, just throw in additional kills. Yeah, maybe because that would at least break up. The just point. random kill. Yeah, yeah just yeah. throwing some random, just like random more kill. shit. So there's like more action. There's more shit to fucking be happening, and it just because it gets to a point where there's a lot of talking. There is, yeah. So other than that, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely check out City and Panic, dude. It's on YouTube. I wanted, to, I wanted to leave people with that. It is, yeah. They, it's, it's, yeah that's where it's I watch YouTube, it. man. Uh, it's on YouTube for free. Fuck or if, you, you, if you're a collector, fucking, uh, you want to collect physical media. I th- I think Massacre Video still has the standard edition DVD of okay. it. Okay. Well, hey, they, they might not. If they don't, I guess I guess tell me I'm wrong. But they might still have the standard DVD of this available. Yeah. So uh, if if you can't do that, Massacre Video, uh, fucking awesome. By the way. Yeah. Cool dudes. Excellent movies. Excellent selection of movies that they put out. Uh, fucking Miss Lewis. Justin. Support Lewis and uh, everything he releases. Absolutely. And uh, definitely uh, check out City and Panic. It's on YouTube for free. Yes. Worth one watch. So thanks for listening. And fucking I'm stoked that we're back. Yeah. And we'll do this again. So uh, you guys take care, man. Absolutely. See ya. Later.